This is the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast interview with the team of Music Therapy Made Simple. Even just 10 minute conversations is a way to get to have like another team of people. Each of our consulting clients feels like a team. It's really exciting. Um, and when we have our meetings, it's like we get to meet with that that team again. So. Um, I, I personally love that feeling of, of having a team and just having collaboration. I think we, we all benefit from having multiple perspectives, no matter what, what it looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of this kind of, so as we're talking about like people that we've interacted with, we say a lot of the same things to the people that we're supervising and people we're interacting with and are coming to us just to get some extra opinions and some outside help. And I think we've all just kind of hit on it that like first we remind them like you can trust yourself. You are capable. You have gone through the education. You've gone through the training. You have lived as a human. Like you have so much value in you as a person and you're just pouring that out into your clients and you're not always going to be perfect. And that's how you learn. Like we make mistakes and then we go, now I know. We have to like trust ourselves in that process. So we do take some of those risks. And it can be scary, but it can be so valuable. So just reminding them, like, you can trust yourself. Like, we're here to help, like, build that trust even more. But, like, remember that you can trust yourself on your own. And don't be afraid to ask support. Whether that's, like, from us, which, like, we obviously we love. But, like, don't be afraid to ask support from, like, if you're working in a classroom, to ask the teacher or the aide. If you're working in a hospital, to talk with the nurses. If you are working in a nursing home, to interact with the activities director, just other people just asking questions like, hey, I actually wasn't sure like, when the client did this, is that a response that you've seen before? Is that something that you've heard about or how do you handle when this happens? Because I, I just don't know. And we, in the same breath, we like remind people like, trust yourself, but remember you don't know everything and that's okay. No one knows everything and we're not like, even us as a team, like we don't know everything. And I think that's like a beautiful part of like going through life. We're just like learning and getting to grow. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Coyote, and I am a board certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast. Today is the episode of my wonderful conversation with Katie, Haley, and Candice of Music Therapy Made Simple. We talk all about the resources and supports they are putting in place for music therapists. And of course, as always, things will be linked in the show notes. We also dive into collaboration and working as a team and problem solving as a group and the importance of that um, and the importance of recognizing our strengths while we are problem solving and 
um, yeah, overcoming challenges clinically to, to lean on our strengths and to notice them, to be able to continue to grow in the areas we need to, but not be too hard on ourselves. Uh, this was an awesome conversation, very positive, very uplifting, and a great taste of what you'll get by joining the Music Therapy Made Simple community uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, online. Yeah, if you haven't already checked them out, definitely do that. If you're enjoying the show, please let us know by leaving a review. Those reviews really help the podcast so much. Um, And you can also follow us on social media. We are at Music Therapy Chronicles on all the platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in getting CMTEs for the listening you've done uh, on the show, then you can find CMTE opportunities at mtpodcastcollective.com. We have several courses over there that are based on podcast listening. So definitely check those out if you haven't already. All right, let's get into this episode. All right, Haley, Katie, and Candice, welcome to the Music Therapy Chronicles. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm excited to talk with you guys today. You you are all um, very bright and kind, and you have really positive things to say, and you have good energy, so I'm so excited to hear about um, your journeys and your passions and to have a, a conversation with you all. We're so excited. Thank you so much for having us. We're pumped. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for making the time. Uh, It can be hard to coordinate with so many people, but this was easy. So thank you for doing that. All right. So to start us off, uh, can you each tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves? And it can be music therapy related or it can be anything else. Absolutely. So my name is Haley Crane. I am a music therapist. I got my undergrad at UMKC. And I'm finishing my last semester of my master's at Colorado State. Claps all around. Good Lord. (laughs) Yes. We're so close. We can see the finish line. I have done most of my work with children and adolescents with disabilities and a lot of private practice and school-based IEP services. Huge passion of mine. And um, also love just personal love chai tea my favorite drink of all time. Anywhere I go, I'm always trying to find the best chai tea. So mm. priorities, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can go next. Okay. Um, my name's Katie Fortino and I started my music therapy journey at the University of Kansas. I did my undergrad there and did my internship at a hospital in Dallas where I met Candace, who you'll be hearing from next, and um, did that internship, absolutely loved it. Um, moved back to Kansas City, did um, some work in the mental health populations with teenagers, and um, ended up moving out to West Virginia and working at West Virginia University, starting their music therapy clinic at the Center for Excellence and Disabilities, and met Haley 
and became friends with Haley there. And that's a little bit of how our stories intertwine, but stayed there for a few years. Um, moved back to Kansas City to start my master's degree um, at the University of Kansas. So I finished that last year. Can't believe that was a year, right? Yeah, a year ago. Graduated last May um, and uh, moved out to New York City after getting married. And I'm currently working as a music therapist in a school district. Um, it's all remote, but absolutely loving it. And I'm Candace. I, uh, unlike Haley and Katie, actually, uh, my undergrad is in music education. And I went to Millican University. And when I graduated, I didn't feel like the same passion that I a lot of my friends had. And I had heard about music therapy and was kind of looking at it um, just throughout my undergrad. I was like, all right, well, I'm already in this program and I might as well stick it through. And so then right after I graduated, I went straight into the master's equivalency program at Texas Women's University and um, did my internship at Dallas Children's, which is where Katie said that we met. Um, and then I currently work um, at the Children's Hospital there in Dallas. So I got hired shortly after internship. Um, I definitely have a passion for psychiatry and acute care and bereavement. And um, so it's, it's nice that I get all of that experience continuously in the hospital. Um, and so that's kind of where my journey is right now. And then, uh, yeah, Katie and Haley kind of tagged me in on Music Therapy Made Simple. And, and now we have this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so cool. Um, so you're all, you're geographically far apart. Right. If I if I got all of that correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There, there were moments where we were like all really close or lived in the same place. Like Candace and I lived in the same place during internship. And then Haley and I were roommates in West Virginia. And now um, we're all very far apart. Which you can imagine as it's difficulties with scheduling meetings and time zones. And like just this week, I was like, all right, guys, we're meeting like Tuesday, uh, 6 p.m., like your time, like communicating things. And everyone's like, I'm ready to log on. I'm like, oh shoot, I, I did the time zones wrong. Uh, it's it's not for like two hours. Oh, that's my bad. Just like, it can be crazy. Yeah. It's fun though. It was a lot of fun. I think the, one of like the best experiences that I had actually, I feel like was when we were beginning to launch everything and all of our time zones were different. And so like, Haley was like, okay, I can work on this stuff until like my time midnight. And I'm like, okay, it's already midnight here. So like, and then Katie's like, all right, it's already like 2am here. So I'm gonna, and so it's just funny, because we were chronically like, okay, how could we like trickle out our time so that like we get the most of out of our 24 hour period with using different time zones. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes we have a good like assembly line of like, I'm not, I'm not done with this, but I'm falling asleep. And someone else will say like, I'm on it. And then <laughs> we just kind of continue it as the time goes on. Yeah. So cool. So you guys have this divide and conquer going on, but instead of like each of you having um, maybe like your own thing, it kind of sounds like you're, you're like you said, conveyor belt. you like, you pass it off, which is super cool um, to be able to, to work in that way because, you know, for some people, that's a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the blessings I think about our team is that we do all work on things separately and then we collaborate so easily on same and different projects. And like, hey, I've worked on this, but like, can someone look and like double check, make sure that directions are clear or give me feedback on the visual for this. 
or like we're want to collaborate on this one document. I'll take the first two pages and then so-and-so takes the next two. Yeah. So, so before we, we keep going, just for the listeners who are like, what is music therapy made simple? Like you're talking about your team atmosphere and living in places and time zones, but like, what is music therapy made simple? Uh, tell us, tell us what, what you're doing, this awesome thing you've created. Yeah. Music therapy made simple was first a passion project of Katie and I's. We had a moment where both of us were just like realizing we have such a great support in our community in our professional and personal lives for what we're creating and meeting our clients' needs, learning new things, just getting feedback on stuff and realizing like not everyone has that. Mm. And sometimes like you need that support professionally and personally, like you need that support to keep going. Like everyone loves this profession. No one gets into this profession because they're like, ah, it kind of sucks, but I guess I'll do it. Like (laughs) everyone is so passionate about it, but we have moments and we're like, man, today was a drag. Or like this client's really giving me a headache. <laughs> I just like need some outside opinions. So Katie and I were chatting and we're like, oh my gosh, it'd be so great. Like if we would start to create another community for music therapists and provide them with resources to help with creativity and supervision to help with like problem solving and just getting those other needs met that are hard post school. We have a lot of supervision in school, but mm-hmm. not a lot outside of school. And so May, 2019, Katie and I are like, we're doing this. We're making it happen. It's going to be so fun. And by August, we're like, okay, we're, we're doing it, but we we need some help in some areas or just things that are like, we're not blessed in these areas. We need some more support. And Katie's like, all right, I got this friend, Candice. She's super cool. Can we bring her on? I'm like, if you know her, love her, trust her. Sure. It's fine. Let's do it. And we all still love each other. And then dream <laughs> we all become best friends. It's great. <laughs> and so I guess, Katie, you want to talk about just like what we do also like specifically? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And something I also want to touch on that I, I love about our story is that we are kind of, like you said, all kind of in different time zones and kind of different times in our journeys as music therapists, um, as far as going back to school or finishing programs and stuff like that. And so um, we got... In, in those few couple of years when we started creating the idea and launching the idea, um, we were all having experiences with one foot in the door of being supervisors and teaching classes as um, grad students in universities, and then also being professionals and um, getting that lens of being a professional, knowing um, when things get difficult and looking for support and realizing that one foot in the door with um, higher education or in universities thinking, wow, all I do all day is supervise students besides go to my own classes. And that was just like Haley said, part of a passion project for us, just that piece of supporting students and learning uh, alongside students. And then also being on the other side in the professional world thinking, gosh, there's not um, a ton of support for people who might be looking for this kind of supervision or um, resources once you kind of exit the, those kinds of programs. So we were getting multiple perspectives over the last few years and that I think that really helped kind of shape our mission um, of supporting music therapists and creating innovative ideas and most importantly just empowering music therapists to feel confident in the services that they provide um, and also just confident in themselves. So there are two things that we do to um, support people and 
the, the clearest way for us to describe it is that we do two things. We provide online resources and we provide online consulting. So um, we have a website, musictherapymadesimple.com that has um, resources in a variety of areas, songwriting, session planning, documentation, um, visuals, schedules, things like that, um, adaptive lesson materials. So that's one piece of it. That's the resources piece. And then the second piece is consulting. And we provide um, supervision and some opportunities for coaching for parents and families. Um, and those services are depending upon what people are looking for. So maybe um, you are looking for uh, you're working in a new population or working with a new age group and um, you need support in that area. We talk about personal goal setting for some people. Um, maybe you're just looking for new resources, new creativity, um, really fitting the needs of what people are are in search of. Um, and that's something that's really exciting for us too. Every time we get a consult form and someone tells us their story and we all get on the phone and they're like, you guys, this is so fun. This person has this like problem and we have a solution. Um, so that's been really, really exciting for us. Um, that That's kind of the two pieces. Should I keep going? Yeah. Yeah. Say whatever. Um, yeah, I think um, kind of basing off what Katie said too, I think as Katie and Haley had like developed this idea and concept. I think what's been beautiful is that all of us have been able to shift and adapt the idea based on what we need. And like we launched in 2020, at the beginning of 2020. And so knowing that we had this whole like vision and plan of what 2020 and like our idea of 2020 would be, um, obviously shifted sh shortly after 2020 began. No way. Um, I know. And so I think the the wonderful part about our team is that like, we really aren't afraid to take risks. Like we're like, what do we have to lose, right? Like we might as well shift and adapt and see how we can make this beneficial for the music therapy community. And how can we empower music therapists? How can we provide resources when there's so much going on that feels very overwhelming and heavy right now? Um, and so I think one thing that I know that I genuinely appreciate about our team is just the willingness to adapt without feeling like we have to stick to some something so like concrete and confined. Um, and I think that makes us super unique in the sense that like all of us, like if someone has an idea, we're like, all right, let's go with it, you know, and like we'll fully support each other because we trust each other's instincts as both professionals and just like within our personal relationship with each other. Um, and so I think that that in itself provides our team so much of a great atmosphere of like, we love bouncing ideas off. And so like, if someone comes to us and they're like, oh, I have this kind of idea that I don't know where to go. We're like, we'll bounce it with you, you know, like let us stand next to you and bounce these ideas off together. And same with just like materials when we're creating materials and stuff together one person will work on it, like Haley said, but then like all of a sudden be like, oh, what if we add this to it to you, you know, like, and kind of that way we have more adaptations for this um, population. And that way we have more adaptations for this population. So that way we're not sticking to necessarily just like one bubble of things. I think with all of us having such a variety of um, knowledge and so many different populations, we're able to adapt so many of our resources and so much of our supervision to kind of meet the really a, a variety of needs, which I think is so wonderful about our team in my 
unbiased opinion. <laughs> no, but I think that I think that trust, um, that trust piece of like each other is actually where we feel so strongly about the supervision um, people that we have is like a lot of the times we're talking to these um, we've had a lot of new grads recently a lot of first and second year music therapists coming out of school and um, just talking about trusting yourself can really be a huge piece of the puzzle and so I, I agree Candace, in a way that we trust each other like that's a huge piece of what we try to empower our um i want to say clients but i don't really mean clients i mean our consulting clients um that we are are supporting them through through those ideas through feedback and resources and and providing those kind of supports but also that relationship piece that's so important in supervision um and specifically learning to to foster the, those ideas and trust your creativity because like you said, music therapists are so passionate about the job that they do. Um, and sometimes it's just leaning into like you're, you're trusting yourself. Cause once you exit school, sometimes it can be really, really scary. And um, trusting your gut can be difficult if maybe you're in a community that you might be the only music therapist in your area or like far and wide far away um and and that that that's part of our story too is like knowing that people um need somewhere to reach out to and to have that that community and that support yeah so um for anyone listening or for and if you don't know i i contract and so you you mentioned kind of being on your own or like geographically there are several music therapists in my area but I picture us as like ants like we're all kind of running around and like we we don't come back together we there's not like a since we're contracted there's not like a, a structure for us to bounce ideas off of to do group supervision to to work through these things together and um I know everything is different depending on where you live but as we see our profession go more towards private practice we're also going more towards contracting and subcontracting and like there's more of us running around like ants instead of moving as as a, a flock per se or whatever. So um, as a, our profession as a whole goes this ant route, I don't know why this metaphor is where my mind is going, but like <laughs> you guys, you guys, this is the perfect time for what you're creating to say like, hey, you know, where you, you physically are, you might not have that support system, but like we, we want to be it. And just hearing your passion about, uh, we love when we get a consulting form and like, we love working on people's problems. And like that, that is so cool to hear. Um, because it's, it's interesting to, to, br to be able to bring your problem to someone and have them be excited about it. Does that make sense? Instead of just being like, I don't want to deal with your problems. I have my own. Like, oh yes. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah, we get like unreasonably excited, um, but I think that is really cool. But also, I think we all, all three of us know that feeling of having a problem, having a challenge that you like don't know what to do with, um, even if it's just one client. Like we all have, I'm sure we all have one story where it's like, gosh, I just couldn't get to this kid. You know, like I, there was just something. We weren't connecting yet. And um, 
I'm sure we all have a story like that, but just knowing that you may be feeling like the weight of a, of a challenge or a problem and then being able to bring it to someone who's super excited about it feels like a huge relief. Um, I know when I bring my problems to other people and they have support, I feel a huge weight lifted. So yeah, we, we do get unreasonably excited about that, but I think that um, we hope that people will feel a similar relief to, to be excited in that way. Yeah. And I think the thing that I know, like we always talk about is that we want to like really walk alongside these other music therapists, right? Like we're not, we don't want to provide this like more like greater than thou knowledge, you know, like we want to be invested in this with you because we care for you as a music therapy community. Like we are all in this really large bubble together. And so how can we make sure that we're supporting each other in this really large bubble that spans across so many state lines and so many populations. Um, and so I think that's like the sweet part and why we get so excited is because we're like another person that we get to be a part of their music therapy professional journey that is unique and um, like just provides us the opportunity to get to know more music therapists, but also like get to know about different client populations, you know, and like, kind of just expand ourselves too. And so I feel like that mutual respect of, of the therapist and their population, and then kind of like Katie and Haley both said earlier, but like encouraging that trust in themselves, right? Like there's so many times that I think as therapists, we get into this, like, was I doing the right thing? You know, like, is that what they needed in that moment? And kind of questioning your own knowledge about something when really you're like, oh wait, no, I know this. Like I'm trusting my instinct, my therapeutic instinct that I have learned and studied and also just like developed as a human. And so really empowering other therapists to recognize their own strengths mm -hmm. because all of us have them, right? So how can we encourage you to see them too, even when you're feeling like that session was awful or it didn't go as planned or um, like that big, like, was I doing the right thing question? So I think that's so much related as to why we get so excited is because we're like, yes, like we want to be a part of this with you. Like we're all on this journey together of growing and learning as therapists. So like, how can we support you the best way possible? I think when I talk about what we get excited about, like as a team, um, we always mention, uh, it always comes up like the advocacy piece. We all kind of somehow grew up around a program or mentors where advocacy was a huge thing. Um, there's kind of nothing better for us to like talk about music therapy and the potential, the endless potential for, for families and for clients, for companies, for anything. Um, so I think advocacy is a, a piece of that for sure. And then um, the other thing was, like you said, Candice, just feeling like being a, coming with that problem, you have like a team to come to, someone to like walk alongside you because we've all been on the opposite side of that where we've had like dream teams of people. Um, Haley and I in West Virginia had like the best team of music therapists and it was so much fun. Um, and we had a ridiculous amount of support that we probably <laughs> took for granted at the time um, who are still our close friends. And uh, knowing that someone might come to us with a challenge and then we get to like collaborate with them and they get to like feel that being a part of a team um, since we kind of, 
I want to say like grew up our music therapy, like growing up journey, all, all in some way um, included teams of people and working together interdisciplinary teams are just like the fun of collaborating with people. Um, and so I think that's something that's been exciting for us too, is like realizing that when people come to us and when we get to work with them, um, even just 10 minute conversations is a way to get to have like another team of people. Each of our consulting clients feels like a team. It's really exciting. Um, and when we have our meetings and it's like, we get to meet with that, that team again. So, um, I, I personally love that feeling of, of having a team and just having collaboration. I think we, we all benefit from having multiple perspectives, no matter what, what it looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of this kind of, so as we're talking about like people that we've interacted with, we say a lot of the same things to the people that we're supervising and people we're interacting with and who are coming to us just to get some extra opinions and some outside help. And I think we've all just kind of hit on it that like, first we remind them like, you can trust yourself. You are capable. You have gone through the education. You've gone through the training. You have lived as a human. Like you have so much value in you as a person and you're just pouring that out into your clients and you're not always going to be perfect. And that's how you learn. Like we make mistakes. Then we go, now I know. We have to like trust ourselves in that process so we do take some of those risks. And it can be scary, but it can be so valuable. So just reminding them like you can trust yourself. Like we're here to help like build that trust even more, but like remember that you can trust yourself on your own. And don't be afraid to ask support, whether that's like from us, which like we obviously we love, but like don't be afraid to ask support from like if you're working in a classroom to ask the teacher or the aide. If you're working in a hospital to talk with the nurses, if you are working in a nursing home to interact with the activities director, just other people and just asking questions like, hey, I actually wasn't sure when the client did this, is that a response that you've seen before? Mm -hmm. Is that something that you've heard about or how do you handle when this happens? Because I, I just don't know. And we, in the same breath, we like remind people like, trust yourself, but remember you don't know everything and that's okay no one knows everything. And we're not like, even us as a team, like we don't know everything. And I think that's like a beautiful part of like going through life. We're just like learning and getting to grow. And so remind yourself, like, it's okay to ask for support, whether that is through professional music therapy supervision, or through the other people that are just around you. And then just creating some of those communities, like we all need personal communities that we can go to just on a bad day, related to professional life or not, like, you need to have some kind of personal community that like you can just say y'all today sucked or can someone please distract me because I can't think about this stuff that just happened or I need a break who wants to grab coffee or a weekend trip or something like we need people we can do that with and we also need communities professionally and especially for our new grads that we interact with like helping them like just reminding them the importance of that community and we love being that community through supervision, through conversations, even just through social media. But it's also so valuable to like find that community on your own too. And people that either live close to you or far away from you that you can text mm -hmm. and just like, oh, today was a bummer. Like one of my clients threw an egg shaker at my head and someone else can go, man, I'm right there with you. I had this client who just walked out on our session or like I had a session this week and the client just like 
said, bye, like closed out on our telehealth meeting. And I was like, what do I do? This is crazy. Just having those communities to lean on just for even morale and support. Even if you get nothing else from that, it's just like, you just, we need that. We're built for community. Yeah. So well said. Um, Lots to reflect on in that. I, you're right. Like this community aspect, I feel like um, COVID has made everyone be like community connection, reach out. It's important. Like, you know, there's, there's all that, but like the music therapy profession has needed that for so much longer. Um, Yeah. um, And um, Candace, I want to go to what you said about helping people see their strengths because, you know, if you are one of these people who's kind of isolated and moving around, I know for me, I didn't really recognize some of my strengths as a clinician early on until I heard of another music therapist who was had really struggled with a client that I now worked with. And, you know, she was telling me all these problems she had. And I was like, I like, that's not a problem for me. Like, it's so working with this person is so easy for me, whereas I had been we're trained to focus on stuff to improve, right? What can we do better? What can we learn? What musicianship skills? So like I had been so focused on those things that I hadn't realized um, my strength in just working with this person. Yes. Isn't it crazy that we do that for ourselves? Like that's how we treat ourselves a lot. But in our Mm -hmm. clients, we're like, but did you see that like you did this thing that was amazing? And look at you killing the game over here. And you're like, look at all these strengths that you have. And then we look at ourselves and we're like, fix this, fix this, fix this. Yeah, I definitely don't think that we often give ourselves the same grace and understanding that we give our clients. And so I think even in the time of COVID, when everything shifted and everyone had to like completely change, right? Like we're a very interactive therapy, you know, and so now we're doing it through a screen. Um, And so I think about how even boggled down you can get through a screen right where you're like I'm not even in your presence I am but I'm not and yet I'm like still feeling so boggled down by how that session went and so I think oftentimes we can critique ourselves so harshly because so much of our schooling was based on grades and like very success oriented right like we got a good grade and so then you know that you're doing it right you know and so I think sometimes when we graduate and we're in the field, we don't oftentimes reflect on how much purpose we've had in a session or how much um, work has happened in the session, looking at it like over a a scale of things instead of just like that one snip of that session that didn't go well. And so I think the nice part about creating this community, right, is just reminding yourself like, we all will make mistakes. Like Haley said, we all will have these hiccups, but like you have the intuition and knowledge to do what you need to do in this session. And you don't always have to question it, right? Like if it didn't go well, there was two people in that therapy session too, right? So like, was it not going well because the space that they weren't at a space where what I was doing was appropriate, you know, like, and kind of thinking about all those things that like all of those other perspectives of a session, right? So we're not always like, 
shoot, that was awful. How did I like do that? And yeah, I think trusting your skills is such a tricky thing, especially when you don't have that community that can be like, oh my gosh, I had just heard from someone else that like this client or patient said that this was like the best session and they had gotten so much value out of it, right? If you don't always have that reinforcement, how do you know? And so I think hearing other people's stories and journeys is so unique and important to us because we're like, well, what I'm hearing actually is, is, is that that session was amazing, right? Like you did that um, and it, it, worked, it worked well for you. And so just kind of like, yeah, that reframing that often we encourage clients to do that we're not often doing ourselves because we have been so used to like, okay, well, this has to be this perfect and this has to look like this because that's kind of like where that education aspect that was so important for us to learn and understand but not recognizing like, okay, well, it's going to have its ups and downs and ebbs and flows. My, um, my former college students who are, might listen to this are probably going to laugh when I, um, talk uh, about them in this way, but there were so many times during supervision sessions with those students, um, where, they would just come after the session with worry on their face. And then I would force them to say like three things that they did really well. And it was sometimes so difficult mm -hmm. to come up with. And you would like watch them and just, we'd watch it back. Like maybe we'd watch the session back and it was awesome. It was so good. And there were so many things that they did really, really well. And um, still in their mind was like, they would leave with those couple of things that maybe could improve. Um, and I think that's something <laughs> that's so difficult, but it's kind of like ingrained um, in us when we're trying to learn so many things um, at the same time, it's, it's really tough. So I think that's something too that, that we get excited about is just being able to, like you said, reframe and reflect um, on people's strengths um, because if you don't hear that, you start to like, you know, there, uh, what was that a song I used this week? One of the lyrics said, keep good things inside your ears. And we talked for a long time about it. Like, what do you think it means? What, what could the artist mean? What do you feel like this, this could be? And, um, we talked a lot about listening, not only to like, things that you listen to, things that you actually put in your ears, things, music that you listen to, peers that you listen to, but also just how you listen to yourself and how you talk about yourself um, is really how you start to see yourself um, in reality. And so talking, making sure that we are keeping that strengths-based talk, um, not only for our clients, but, but for ourselves too is, is really important. It's hard to do, but it's really important. Mm. Yeah. It's definitely a balancing act, right? Always striving for improvements and um, competence is the word that's coming to mind, but we all know that competence is not an arrival point. But yeah, finding that, that balance between like, I'm doing what I can with what I know right now, and then what am I going to learn from this to do better next time with what I'll know in between the two. Yeah. And I think yeah, during COVID, just like trying to hang on, you know, like yeah. everyone's, it's like that balancing act and also um, 
just trying to make it like through the next day, the next session, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, I actually think, which is kind of where we had like decided to do like Motivation Mondays and Friday Feels was developed out of like on our Instagram was really developed out of the, the recognition that we, we see that this is a hard time for everyone um, and wanting to encourage that. Yeah, just like, it's, I think I'm, I'm just, I'm giving a just big props to Candace because I'm really bad with that. I'm really bad at telling myself like, this is okay. You are doing great things. You are showing up. You're making a difference. And Candace and Katie both are just like, we need to like get this out to our community. We need to tell them this. And we love seeing the recognition of that. Like, People are like, oh my gosh, like sharing these things with their stories, commenting like, yes, you're right. I forget that this is like possible. And just, just little things. I, I'm sharing it with my friends. Like, I have a lot of friends that follow us on social media that are not music therapists. Mm. Our resources, supervision, things like that, like they're not for them. They're in totally unrelated fields, but they're like, I love your posts on Mondays and Fridays because I'm like, yes, that quote is amazing. Oh my gosh. It's just like hit me where I needed it. Or you're right. Like our yesterday, um, I went for the exact words, but something along the lines of like, you are doing extraordinary things. Mm. Like, recognize that in yourself, sit with that for a second and be like, yes, I am doing extraordinary things. Like speak that out loud. I don't know. It's just a fun thing when we're like planning our posts and stuff, I always like love those ones where I'm like, oh, it's like, that's it. Like the motivation that we need just in the little stuff. And which was started like during COVID where we're like, wow, everyone needs this. But like everyone always we're needs selfishly it. We're starting to choose them off of what we needed. There was like three in a row that just said, I'm tired. And everyone was like, is Katie okay? And I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Um, yeah, but that did start from choosing quotes and sentences strictly like just phrases that we needed to hear ourselves um and now it it feels good to know that other people might be needing to hear that too yeah yeah that um the deepest connections we make i feel are based in like you know common experience right so if you're if you're tired and you're feeling down and like that that's the experience you're having and you authentically share that of course people are going to resonate with it and you know that's that's that whole thing about building connections building community like we're saying you know like uh you wouldn't need to provide supervision and community and problem solving if like other people weren't having the same problems and difficulty you know does that make sense um yeah so yeah thank totally you. yeah thank you for for taking the time to do that um and I love how how you guys in, in music therapy made simple. You, you're just like all these problems that we're seeing and you're, you're tackling so many of them in um, such salient ways. You know, it's like this is a problem we see. How, how can we address this? How can we make it accessible? And how can we be supportive in, in this problem that people are facing? Yeah, that's. We, we, we say a lot of times that like we're just saying like sometimes we're doing things because like 
that's what we need. That's what we're doing. That's how we are like serving ourselves too. But it's like, wait, like a lot of times if I'm needing this, someone else is also needing this. And we love that that's what like our platform was created for, like to create that community, to create that support, provide just these additional resources, materials, time, ideas for other people. And of course doing it within our like wonderful team that we have, but it's, I don't know. It is so like we are, we are, we call each other, we call ourselves like idea girls. Hmm. Like we have ideas (laughs) for like all these different things and having this platform to like do it with is really great. But there's also like so many other idea people out there too. Hmm. Um, We just love, I don't know, our chance to do that and to disseminate some of those ideas. Yeah, uh, I laughed because um, Kate and I, you, you mentioned team and my brain went to, uh, Kate and I have created MTPC for the listeners who don't know, that's the Music Therapy Podcast Collective. We're creating uh, continuing education Woo-hoo! opportunities. Yeah, for podcasts. <laughs> so like, you know, I do I do this podcast by myself. Kate does her podcast by herself, but we do MTPC together. Um, and yeah, it's Kate and I are idea people. And eventually we have to sit down and be like, okay, let's, do something. Let's pick an idea. Like, <laughs> otherwise, we're just like, going to yes, be that. throwing things out and be like, wow, this huge vision for what's possible. But like, you got to do the work. Yeah, um, we're, we usually are pretty good at like at some point reining it in because <laughs> we'll have ideas for days and, and then some of them like seem functional and then some of them seem impossible and Sometimes we do the impossible ones mm-hmm. and sometimes we're like, well, we'll just get us to Wednesday. Uh, so I, I, I love that you said that. Cause yeah, that resonates with me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And having, having a team is such a unique experience and uh, you know, you can correct me if your observation is different, but I feel like a lot of music therapy platforms and accounts and, um, services that are popping up are kind of like our private practice model where people are kind of popping up and doing things on their own which is great like everyone's take on what they're doing is awesome but to see more teams coming out and collaborating to do something together is super cool so do you have any advice for you know either someone doing their own thing and you know it doesn't have to be a business but like a solopreneur type of type of setting versus, you know, you have this idea, but you know, you want to collaborate with other people on it. Yes. First of all, don't be afraid to, to try it, to mm. do it, to get it started. That's the hardest part. And a lot of things, a lot of new stuff is just doing it, getting started, pressing go. hope you enjoyed the first part of this conversation it was so enjoyable to have and um, obviously there's more to come next week as always don't forget to subscribe to the show follow us online and on social media jump on our newsletter if you haven't already you can find that sign up form on our website which is musictherapychronicles.com once again if you want cmte opportunities for listening to the show 
You can find them over at mtpodcastcollective.com. You can also follow MT Podcast Collective on all the social media social media platforms <laughs> to be up to date on uh, what we're doing for podcast-related CMTE opportunities. And finally, if you or someone you know is interested in being on the show, please let me know by sending an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com. This show isn't possible without our guests, so if you want to be on the show, want to share your clinical experiences, your personal experiences, thoughts, musings, any or all the above, or if there's someone you want me to interview, you can let me know by sending an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode and stay tuned for part two next week. Our quote this week comes from Christopher Robin in the Winnie the Pooh series. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think.